Hi, this is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. To learn more about intuitive coaching with me or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoy the show, please rate it or write a review and subscribe and share it with a friend. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show! Are you tired of struggling with a big decision? You aren't sure which way to go or the best choice and it's wearing you down? You're tired of thinking and asking about it? Or maybe you just want confirmation about a choice you made to know you're headed in the right direction. That's why I created a special program for you called How to Ask the Universe for a Sign. It's a free audio and you'll learn exactly how to ask the question so you get a trustworthy, valid answer in 24 hours. Won't that be a huge relief? It sure has been for me, saving me hours of angst and worry. This simple method has worked so well, I'm happy to share it with you. Go to intuitiveedge.biz slash sign. I-N-T-U-I-T-I-V-E-E-D-G-E dot B as in boy, I, Z as in zebra, slash S-I-G-N. That's it. In this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Amanda Kate, who is a kinesiologist, a mentor, a mother, and more. Author of Divine Messy Human, A Spiritual Guide to Prioritizing Internal Truth Over External Influence. She released the book with the information, tips, and practices that have helped her move from self-loathing to self-acceptance, self-love, and self-empowerment. A recovering people pleaser, she walks the path straddling the divine and the messy daily, always growing, developing, and learning new ways of being to hopefully one day leave the earth better than she found it. She also works with business owners to increase their vibration and attract greater wealth and prosperity. Amanda Kate lives in Melbourne, Australia with her twin flame, her children, his children, and a dog named Zeus. Welcome, Amanda. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Ronnie. I'm really excited to chat with you today. I want to start with the twin flame. Yes. My understanding of twin flames are it's not always an easy relationship. No, it's not. And there's days that I go, why did I welcome this in? <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of similarity usually. And so that ends up with a lot of headbutting. Yes. And they show you everything. <laughs> that you both love and hate about yourselves uh, <laughs> on like the daily, on the daily. It is, it is having a mirror there all the time. Every few months I'm finding that next level of healing that I need to do within myself because of course I can't make him do the healing that he needs to do. And so I'm looking at it going, okay, what's my next stage? What's my next stage? And that's been pretty much it for the last four and a half years. <laughs> I have to say, you must have a lot of perseverance in your soul because that is not an easy path. And there's a lot to applaud you for and commend you for that constant. I mean, that's how I like to think of myself. I'm always working on myself. I'm always yeah. growing. There's always something new to learn. But thankfully, I don't have to deal with that that much in my relationship because <laughs> I really need the peace and quiet in my relationship. 
And not that we're never challenged because of course being in relationship is to learn stuff, right? Yeah. Twin flame. Amazing. Amazing. It's, I think it's one of those things that there is such a pull that you can't imagine life without them. And there is also a lot of stuff shown to you every day. And so it is, for me, it is one of those places of incredible growth because as you know, we can't expect anybody else to change. We can't expect anybody else to do the work. Therefore, I mean, my biggest value is self-mastery and I guess I have welcomed in a lot of it. And there's often times I'll ring my girlfriends and go, can I just stop now? Can I just hop, can I just hop off and not have more lessons? And even one I was speaking to the other day when I was walking the beach and she said to me, darling, you know, this is just going to be you till the end of time don't you and I'm like yeah I do and sometimes I want a holiday from it (laughs) holiday yeah yeah I can see that I had a friend who always said a f g o another effing growth opportunity (laughs) oh my life (laughs) uh, yeah and I love that you said oh I would can't I just tap off for a little while I so get what you're talking about funny because in the last couple of podcast interviews, I brought up how I thought when I was young, being on a spiritual path would make my life easier and how (laughs) I know how ridiculous. Couldn't help but laugh at Of course. But who knew, you know, when I was in my 20s, what did I know? I thought, oh, this is going to help me. And of course it does help me, but it helps me to continue growing, not to have an easier path sometimes. There are times when I have listened to my intuition and been grateful for it and mm. avoided potholes, like major yeah. potholes. Yeah. But, you know, it hasn't made my life easier. But anyway, let's not go there. I just want to make one little point on that because I think you've said it so beautifully. I mean, I got chills straight away when you mentioned that because I think it's a really important thing to actually highlight is that, yes, this isn't the easiest path to choose because let's face it, if your path is easy to see, you're not walking your path. (laughs) Your path is the one that you have to forge yourself. You know, if you, if you're walking down a motorway with 10 million other people, it's not your path. You're following a prescribed path. When you are on your path, you sometimes can't even see the next step in front of you until you clear the way for that. It is both incredible and really, really challenging on the daily. And you're right, the intuition comes in and you're like, yes, that, and it does make your life easier. And also you are shown new things to uncover about yourself, which is equally, again, amazing because you're forging this new path and it's exciting and it's wonderful. And then you need to rest and recover and nurture yourself so that you're ready for the next bit. And I think, you know, obviously that's just a, a way to, to say exactly what you said just in a different way. But I think you're right. We, we open ourselves to this opportunity and we embrace it and love it. And what I've found is along with the challenges, I am seeing more wonder and beauty and awe in the world. And so therefore I look at the challenges and go, hang on, if it's opened me up to go from literally self-hatred to this ability to see the good in everything and everyone, even when people are acting in really shitty ways, that's a massive gift. Yeah. So I love yeah. you saying that. I want to thank you for giving that more form and framework because it's funny, you reminded me of when uh, my mother passed away five years ago and I, uh, everyone in the family did a, a piece of the eulogy, which was really nice. It was a summation of what I learned from my mother. I started all the paragraphs with, my mother taught me, 
blah, 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 blah. One of them was, I realized, you know, what is my purpose here? People struggle with what is their purpose. And I think we have a lot of different purposes, but Mm. I know that my purpose is to speak my truth, to share my light and to forge my own path. And Mm. so my mother was very supportive of me forging my own path. In fact, both of my parents were very supportive of that and how lucky I am because they didn't say, what do you mean? You, you, you only started working and had a job for two years. You want to quit already? What are you going to do? Whatever, you know? And I'm like, that's what I did. And I freelanced for a year and doubled my income and saved enough money to go get an MBA. So, (laughs) you know, in one year I doubled my salary and, and saved enough to pay for all my education was amazing. They didn't give me a hard time about you're losing security. What are you going to do? How are you going to pay your bills? So they were very supportive of me forging Mm. my own path. And I have to tell you, you need a machete. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's always the vision I have is literally cutting through the undergrowth and finding that next clearing. (laughs) Maybe we really start need to start to think about how a machete that's so low tech, like, you know, why can't we get one of those gas powered things? I'm changing the vision now because of you, Amanda. Thank you. <laughs> I am forever more in using a gas powered cutting yeah, unit. Chainsaw. Of some kind. <laughs> yep. I don't know if it's a chainsaw or one of those wand things that cut, whatever uh, it is, yeah. it's got a motor on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> Yeah, let's reframe that. I, I thank you. I want to thank you very much because that's already been very empowering. So that's awesome. <laughs> I'm very curious. You say, and and this is close to my heart because I've recently shifted my business. I was a dating coach for 20 years, and now I'm a business intuitive and wise woman. And so you say, you know, you work with entrepreneurs and business owners to access the full expanse of their greatness, allowing them to express their whole heart and soul in business magnetically drawing ideal clients towards them. Beautiful. How do we do that? Well, it's been really interesting. I guess it's worked very differently for different people. And so there's no real prescription, which kind of sucks because these days everyone wants their three steps to this and their seven steps to this and their magic pill for this. And let's face it, it's all going to be work, hopefully fun and exciting and joyful work. And there's going to be challenges in there as well, because you have to put things in place. And I think this is kind of where people get stuck in that ease of the law of attraction, let's call it. They just want to imagine the Mercedes appearing in their driveway and not necessarily put the steps in in the physical realm to make that happen. And we do need the action in this 3D reality to bring into manifest reality those things that we're dreaming and desiring. It's really interesting. The last piece of the puzzle really falling into place for me is my business, which I find hilarious because I made the house fall in, the dog fall in, the partner fall in. Like, But again, I look at the different priorities for me. And for me, love and security and safety, having had tumultuousness and toxicity in that personal life for so long, I understand why those things came in so easily. And this is the one thing that I really desire. And so, of course, it, for me, it's like a roller coaster. I, I never know what's coming and I never know when I'm going to fall over a cliff and I never know when I'm going to just skyrocket and do this amazing stuff. The way that I work with business owners is getting them comfortable with sometimes that uncertainty. I always say every single day I want to quit my job and go back and work for somebody else. And also then I go, you know, you really don't want that. Yeah. 
And I think if we're not challenging ourselves, if we're not forging that new path, then we don't always think that. I think when we are forging our own path, it's really easy to have that pop into your head every day. It's what that thought does to you and feels for you. But the more that we can lean into uncertainty, that's where the magic is. The way I look at that is when you admit that you have no control, that's what you're saying. Mm. That's where the magic is. You know, I am always looking for the magic, hence the name of this podcast, Breathe, Love and Magic. About three years ago, I went through this whole thing where I thought I'm going to breathe in the magic. And eventually I just ended up saying, I am the magic. You know, I, Mm. I am the magic. The idea of having no control. I remember years ago, somebody said to me, oh, you know, you really need to make a business plan. Why don't you have a business plan? You need a marketing plan. You know, I have an MBA. I worked in marketing. So I finally succumbed and I'm like, you know what? Okay. I haven't Mm. done that. Let me try it. Of course, it was the worst year I ever had in business. And then I thought, I don't care what anybody says. I am not making any goals anymore. And a lot of business coaches just super cringe when Mm. um, I say that. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care what you think because it doesn't work for me. So what I've learned is there are people who can thrive by following steps one through seven. Okay. But not me. It just doesn't work. I tried tons of those things. It doesn't work. But when I fly by the seat of the pants and I go with my inspiration and I just put something out there, like, Mm. you know, in 10 minutes, that's the stuff that works. Yeah. Well, my business plan, I was, I was trying to have a little look, but it is literally colored pens and markers on massive like pieces of paper. And I used to have them stuck all over the wall and I do in certain ways here now as well. But it's, it's funny. I used to say, if I ever had to take my business plan to a bank, they'd laugh at me because it looks like a, a child's play thing. But again, for me, it is about inspiration. Now, what has really helped me was in the archetypal life coaching that I do, we find your four passion and purpose archetypes. And that shows you your genius flow. So the way that you work best within your own form of genius and how you use those to your ability to be in ease and flow. So my story in terms of my four passion and purpose archetypes goes that I do everything with the idea of nurturing my clients and myself I then gain the inspiration that I need to be able to intuit and receive the wisdom that I base everything on. Then I put around it the structure of what I've learned in more formal education. I go, what else do I need to know? I will basically engage that sage aspect of myself of what have I learned that I can now teach them that will be useful for them? Is there any gaps in my knowledge that I might need to refer them on to somebody else to fill that part out? And then I take that work out into the world and pass it on. And so in there are my four archetypes. So basically I have that very motherly archetype first. Then I have more the high priestess, the oracle where you're drawing in that knowledge from somewhere else. Then it is that learning, teaching aspect, and then the action part of it. But what I find a lot of people do going back to that law of attraction is they have their vision board and they're looking at it going, yeah, that'd be nice to have. And that's kind of almost where I find it stops. There's no action in what do I need to do right now? What is the next step that I need to do Mm -hmm. to get me that bit closer? So I have three points of focus when I'm helping people. One is setting up this incredible future vision. How is it going to feel when you've got it? How are you going to know in your body? Not know on paper, not know in goals. The way you said, I don't put dates to goals. 
Because what if the universe wants me to have it tomorrow and I've said, oh, in three yeah. years, I'd like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm limiting myself. Yeah. Or what if I want it tomorrow? And actually that's not divine timing for me. Right. You know, I still have two children to look after, one's 17, one's 15. As much as we think that once they get to teenagers, they don't need you, they need me to be here for them. Even if they don't need to actually come to me, there's often that I am just there Mm -hmm. and they are drawn to me and they need me in that moment. And so there's this really interesting part where I know that I'm needed in that respect and my business needs me. So again, you know, there's this balance happening. But I have this idea, if I lock into my body, how am I gonna feel when this arrives? How am I gonna know that that is manifest in this reality? And I key into those feelings all the time. So every time I feel joy and awe and excitement and wonder in my body, I'm like, yes, more of that. So I'm embodying future me now. Yes, yes. yes. Then everything between future me and right this minute and my next step is noise and it is what ifs and it is anxiety and it is worry and it is conjecture and it is basically me just making up a fairy tale and a story. My practice is to embody those feelings of how I'm going to know when I've got it. Then what's my next step? And then I'm glancing behind me to go what's holding me back from that. So I'm not standing, staring at my past, staring at my trauma and, oh, there's all this stuff that's happened and, you know, I need to clear all of this stuff. And yes, I've had to do that at some point in the past because there was so much to wade through. I really did need to kind of get the bobcat in and clear out mountains of (laughs) baggage that I'd been carrying with me. But then I got to a point and actually even through that, I was still focusing on where I was going. Yes, I had to turn and look at that for a bit longer, but now it's a glance back. What's holding me back? What do I need to shift or change or fine tune? Yeah. That is that little string around my ankle now rather than a full ball on chain. Right. Right. And that's the way I work with clients. It's difficult because sometimes picking a time frame for your goal can yeah. be very powerful and mm. help it come to fruition. And yes. other times it doesn't work, it frustrates you, it gets in the way mm. and it limits you. And it's so hard to know which one is which. But when I was looking for my husband, when I was looking for love, I certainly had a timeline. Same. I can't tell you that that's the timeline that worked. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I, I was 40 when I was really going through this. And I thought, mm. you know, you're an adult in 40. You should be able to know in six months if you're going to be with somebody or not. And, you know, I knew, but he didn't know. Mm. It took a little longer. (laughs) Yeah. So I had to be flexible on my timeline. It's not a bad thing to have a date in mind. And it gives you focus. The way I got around a lot of it was to say this or something better. Because that is how you make room for the universe to do what it needs to do for you. Because we don't always know intellectually, right? Oh, I just got chills with that. I love it. Yeah, (laughs) yes. Yeah. And yes, you're absolutely right. And I think that's where the discernment comes in and where the practice comes in, which is a goal that I really need a deadline on. For example, when I was bringing my book through, I was working with a coach and it got to mid-October and he said, you're going to be holding your manuscript in your hand before the end of the year. And I went, <laughs> no, I'm not. That's like 10 weeks away. And he went, yeah, you will be. And within five weeks, I had written just under 50,000 words and sent wow. it to my editor. So it was literally five, 
it was 120 days from me typing those first words to holding the physical book in my hand ready for book launch. So again, I, I really get what you mean about having that container. But that was me working, obviously, with an external person who went, I know you're ready and I know you can do this. And for something like that, you're right, a date on it is really amazing because it gives you the container. And also, if we're not ready for that thing to come out, I mean, for five years before that, I'd been playing with the book with different titles and I have, I still have a drawer full of the different book outlines that I was going to write it to and all of that thing. In that five years, that book wasn't ready to come. Right because it was percolating in the background. And I needed to get myself to a certain point in my healing journey to be able to let it out. And he was the one who was able to actually stand back and go, you're ready now, stop making excuses. And as soon as I had that permission almost, like I say, it just went and out it came. So I love that you say that and other things, yes, you're right, having that timeline And this is something that I got from a moon networking group that I'm part of. We now say this or something better now manifests for me under grace in perfect ways. Did you say moon manifesting? Moon networking. Yeah. Moon networking. I've got a fabulous group over here. It is called Lunar Life Networking. Um, If anyone's interested, Georgie. I love that. Lunar Life Networking. That is beautiful. Oh my gosh. I totally love that. Yes, we love it. We get together on the new moon and the full moon. So we're obviously doing our intention setting and then our releasing and our forgiveness work and our gratitude work and all of that with the moon cycles. And obviously we tie that into the houses of where it is for us. And yeah, we say this or something better now manifests for me under grace and in perfect ways. Oh, that is so awesome. Mm. I decided I'm going to start this year to do full moon messages, a circle or a group. So people can come once a month to the full moon messages and we'll do a little meditation and then we'll do some clearing because full moon's a good time to clear. And then I'll answer questions and do, you know, messages. So I'm really excited about that. And I've been enjoying working with the moon for a while. That sounds like a fantastic group. I wish it was here. You can join because it's online. We did used to have a couple of people from America in there. So, you Oh, know. really? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this. On your website, it says, do you feel like you're living a Groundhog Day existence or that a vital piece of your happiness is missing? So what's going on with the Groundhog Day? Is that like that movie? Oh, yes. That was my life. It was rinse, repeat honestly every day and and i think this is it and joe dispenser talks about this as well you know we are so programmed into our way of being it's get up have your shower or go to the loo have your shower make your coffee have your breakfast go to work come home you know your routine is so often the same for some people that is that safety and security i would argue then that perhaps it's limiting as much as i don't like some days not having a routine because i was such a routine-based person previously, it challenges me every day because, you know, some mornings I'm recording podcast interviews and then I'll take my dog for the walk and then I'll do my yoga and then I'll do, you know, work bits and work's never consistent anyway because it's so varied and different. And then other days I'll be able to walk the dog first or go to the gym first. And and so everything's always changing the way that I do things. And sometimes it does drive my partner crazy, you know, and other times, most mornings I'm up by 5am. And then if I've got a late recording as well, a 9.30, again, it throws 
my my time's out but what it does is it opens these spaces for me for possibility Mm. now in my old life it was getting up living to this routine and literally i could photocopy one day on top of the other the only thing that was different was the types of abuse i would get That was the only thing that would differ because it was either I was doing this perfectly one day and then I'd replicate it the next day and then it was completely the worst thing I could have done or I'd say something that was completely wrong. And so it was still a similar kind of day. But again, that routine of you just get stuck in sameness. And when you're in a corporate type job, it's even more so because then you're working prescribed hours and then you've got your things that you have to do before work and then the things you have to do after work. And then again, it's just this pick up today and put it on tomorrow. And for me, it doesn't allow us to fully express who and what we are at a soul level. It doesn't allow us to tap into our creativity. It doesn't allow us to tap into that really deep soul level humanness that we all have within us. Sometimes I wonder if that is by design, because if we were all living our free, fully expressed self, the whole world would be very, very different. And Mm -hmm. The 0.5% of the people would no longer hold all the power in the world, but that's a whole other conversation. But I think if we were all fully self-realized like that, this whole world would be a lot more creative, a lot more happy, a lot more loving, a lot more inclusive. There would just be so much more love. The reason I know that is because of the way my life has changed by tapping into that difference, by tapping into that uncertainty and allowing it to be there without fighting it. And I'm not saying every day I don't fight it because some days I do want to fight it. You know, some days I would love to have some certainty and some structure and all of the things that I usually love not being with. And again, that's part of that journey and part of the work that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. But you know, we're all so different. Some people thrive with consistency. And that when they have their basic taken care of in a consistent way, they can open up to the world because they don't have to worry about the little stuff anymore. And Other I think people- that's different to Groundhog Day. I, I love what yes. you said. Oh, that's so important. Again, chills straight down my legs. That word that you used, consistency. Perfect. Because again, as you say, you're not then worrying about the safety and security. Right. You're going deeper and that's the opening for creativity. Mm, okay. That was really oh, good. So good. Before we go, let's work in a little bit about kinesiology because my chiropractor uses kinesiology muscle testing for all the work he does. He does something called total body modification. Ah, I've trained in that. (laughs) Oh, have you? Oh my gosh. But anyway, I want to hear how you use that work in what you do with people. Basically everything that I've learned kind of comes to the table in it. So it's the TBM stuff. It is the kinesiology. It is the coaching. It is all of the other stuff that I've done that I don't know if all of it has names. The way I describe it to people is it is this blend of Eastern wisdom and Western science. And what we are looking for is every bit of dis-ease within the body, including disease, is caused by stress. It's either physical, chemical, or emotional. Each of those stresses then obviously disrupt the electrical signals in the body, which creates disharmony. The more harmony we have in the body, the more health we have in the body. The more energetic congruence there is in the body, the more health we have in the body. And so what we are doing, instead of being stuck in that loop of, well, I've got 
diabetes or why do I have diabetes because I've got this these symptoms or why do I have these symptoms because you've got diabetes you know it's this closed loop system we are looking at what stresses flipped which switches to have that manifest in physical reality high blood pressure for example is not a disease it is a symptom what is it a symptom of is what I want to know inflammation is not a disease it is a symptom what is it a symptom of why does your body feel like it needs to put bubble wrap which is what inflammation is Mm. around a certain area to protect it Mm. what are you protecting it and why is it physical chemical or emotional and even a lot of physical stress is caused by emotional stuff that we have smashed down and hidden away and tried to suppress yeah, almost everything that happens to me is emotional. I'm sure I'm yeah. quite sure. And I go running to him, help, you know, help yeah. me clear this. And it's so amazing how accurate it is because mm. I was uh, sick recently and he said, oh, you don't have COVID. And I'm like, how can you possibly know that? And I mm. went and got one of those PCR tests and I did not have COVID. Mm. So, and he's often right on the money like that. It just blows me away. So you use kinesiology to help people get to the bottom of not just health things, but I would think other things that might be getting in their way or. It is one of those things because what we're looking at is what was that seed that was planted back then? What is the emotion and the stories that have been feeding that? for the fruits that you're harvesting today. So if you are behaving unresourcefully in one area of your life, if you're, or if you're stuck, we want to know when that seed was planted. And that idea of stuckness often means that we're ready to grow. It's like the seed that's about to burst out of its shell. We're feeling stuck. We're feeling squished. We're feeling like we can't move because it's time for us to go into the next mm. phase. It's nice. time for us to shed that skin and grow. So what is stopping us from taking that step towards our next phase of growth? And often it is fear or it's anxiety or it's worry about that consistency that you mentioned or it's something along those lines. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's what we want to look at clearing. And then we can go back to when it started. People talk about it in different ways, either inner children or parts. And what we're doing is we're bringing all those parts or those inner children into the whole. We're loving them, knowing that they behaved as resourcefully as they could at the time and that you as the grown up adult in your life now has better tools to use. But we can love them and bring them into the fold for who and what they were at the time and how they were behaving. That's what I consider the the healing process is actually holing. It is bringing those parts back into the whole. And the less parts we have out there creating havoc, you know, the less toddlers we've got out on the loose, (laughs) the less we behave like toddlers in our grown-up adult life. (laughs) All right. Great analogy. (laughs) Thank you so much. You have something that you'd like to offer the listeners? I always offer a free 20-minute chat to people. So that's on my website, easy to access, just to see how we could work together or how I can help. Or sometimes it might just be giving them a little nugget of information that they then move on for. Because I also think that, you know, in this work, we spend more time working out, you know, what house we're going to buy, what car we're going to buy, what shirt we're going to buy, than who we're going to work with for our physical, mental and emotional health. And so I think those introductory calls are so vital because it's, a bit of speed dating. Do I like you? Do yeah. you like me? Yeah. Are we going to work well together? Do we vibe well? And then let's go from there. Yeah, very good. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Well, what a total pleasure having this conversation with you today, Amanda. 
I've loved chatting with you as well. So thank you so, so much. I love the work you're bringing into the world and I'm so appreciative for you. So keep shining your light. We need you. Oh, you too. You too. And we can find amandakate.com.au for Australia. And I'll have lots of stuff about Amanda in the show notes. So thanks again for being with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Love and magic.